Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Hopefully you're having a good day and a good week. Here we are. Woo, episode 16 of Through the Bible. I felt like we just started and here we are now moving right along through Genesis chapter 1. In fact, now on verse 20. And we are almost done with Genesis chapter 1, if you can believe it. Uh, we're on day 5 here. Day five. And so let me read verse 20, and then we're going to look uh, a little broader at the text here. Verse 20 of Genesis 1, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of the heaven. And so we have here in verse 20, the Lord is creating life. We've seen throughout Genesis 1 that God created the heaven and the earth, that God created the day and the night, that God created time as we know it. This is Jesus, by the way, that God separated the water so you'd have seas and you'd have dry land, as the Bible puts it, that God creates uh, the seed, the herb yielding seed, the tree with the fruit that has a seed in itself. Do you notice an order to creation? You know, isn't it fascinating that each day God is creating from a broader perspective, right? He is creating the earth as we know it, and then he's creating the infrastructure, if you will, the, the, the supply, what will be needed for man eventually, which is his great creation. Before we get to man, we have animals here on day five, but, you know, you look at it and you say, God gave the water there, gave the sunlight and the evening time, uh, gave the, the, the seed uh, in and of itself. Amen. You know, a child could look at a, a, a fruit, uh, say a grapefruit. I, I think I mentioned grapefruit before, but uh, one of my favorites, you know, you look at it, it's got a big seed and a child could say, you know, what do you do with that seed? And you say, well, you plant it and it'll grow a, a grapefruit tree. I guess it's a tree and not a bush. I hope I'm right about that. But you say it'll grow a grapefruit tree, right? And then the child may say, well, who put the seed in there to begin with? Or where was the very first seed from this grapefruit tree? See, even a child could understand that. I believe they could trace it back and wonder, hey, you know, where did this come from? And that is the answer specifically in Genesis 1, not just for grapefruit, but all kinds of things. God made it. God did it. And he did it and he set it up so orderly because God is a God of order. So he's moving from creating the land and the sea to the seed and, and all the rest. Amen. And we've talked about the light and the darkness and all of that. And I want to take a step back. Well, I want to read verse 20 here. And then I want to look at, at some Proverbs. Uh, verse 20, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. 
And so here we see in verse 20, the creation of life with the moving creature that hath life, right? That's the first mention of that as I could see it here in verse 20 and the birds. And we see here uh, what we're going to look at in probably the next two episodes is the birds and God's creation of the birds and where what the Bible uses uh, birds to signify, which is quite rich. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to mention Proverbs. Recently, I had mentioned Psalms uh, citing the creation account. But here in Proverbs, let's start with Proverbs 3, 19 through 20. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding, he hath established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. We're going to tackle this verse just as soon as we get back from our break. Hang in there. You're listening to KJV Cafe. We encourage you to look us up on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Now let's get back to some more in-depth Bible study. But I just want to touch on this because we know the Proverbs are written by Solomon. And here in Proverbs 3, 19 through 20, we have Solomon, the wisest man to ever live, King David's son. Remember, he asked God for wisdom, even above riches and power and anything else or vengeance on his enemies. He asked God for wisdom and God gave it to him abundantly. Oh, did he ever give him wisdom? And uh, Solomon writes a few books in the Bible. Uh, like Ecclesiastes, the Song of Solomon, and here we have Proverbs. And in Proverbs, he writes, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. So we see here in Proverbs 3 that God by wisdom founded the earth. And so man and the world and all of this junk that we, you know, have in the classrooms these days in public school, oftentimes, or universities, trying to pretend like man is discovering something or trying to figure out something in a world that was just slapped together. And here we have the truth that the Lord by his wisdom hath founded the earth, God by his wisdom. And so that progression I mentioned earlier in the episode that God did this first by creating the heaven and the earth and this next by by dealing with the seas and this next by the dry land and this next by the herb yielding seed and all of the rest. God did those things on purpose and with wisdom. And those things here today, let me bring it for you here today, are for us to enjoy. Amen. I mean, look, the greatest pleasures in life are enjoying God and his creation. The greatest pleasures in life are found enjoying God and his creation. Can you think of anything better, you know, than planting a garden and then watching it yield a good crop. I mean, I can't think of anything. As someone that loves food, I love that. Amen. We didn't plant it, but my mother-in-law planted some uh, Thai bird chilies, I think it was. And man, those things started sprouting up. I was working in my shed and I look over and I said, man, those things look beautiful. We plucked a couple, I plucked a couple off carefully, you know, and uh, my wife, she chopped them up, made this sauce and it was awesome. And what made that sauce Partly so awesome was because that 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 bird chili just came out the ground. Amen. That thing grew right here in Kings Mountain, North Carolina. Not just that, but maybe fishing. Amen. Uh, my kids and I, we were watching a fishing video on YouTube last night. A guy on a kayak in uh, Galveston, Texas, just like throwing down, catching every single type of huge fish you can imagine and filming it. And he was, you know, he was just, you know, uh, catch and release type thing. I don't think he was really keeping them that day. But I mean, what a kick. You know, have you ever caught a fish? I always get a kick 
on any kind of catch. And if you know me, you know I'm a terrible fisherman. Mostly we try to do crabbing and we're awful at that as well. Not awful, okay. We're not great at that. But when we get one, you get a big blue crab in your net. I mean, it's like scoring a touchdown in football, man. There is no comparison, you know. I remember going fishing years ago uh, with brother John Road, who's, who's gone on to glory now, and his son Jaden. And we got to this little fishing lake, and Jaden cast in. He, I don't think he'd ever been fishing, or if he had it, you know, he was a young, young man at the time. And immediately he got a bite and caught a fish. And he was just so excited, and his daddy was excited, and I was just over overwhelmed by how great uh, God is. Amen. To have that little moment there uh, with father and son to see them, and also just to see. You know, the excitement when you catch a fish. Think about it. You're enjoying God's creation. By his wisdom, he has founded the earth. And he has done things in a manner that allows us to enjoy his creation. You know, uh, drive through Smoky Mountain National Park or any of the other national parks, really, by that matter. They're gorgeous, right? What are they? They're basically walled off from development. So they are, you know, in large part, God's creation. Amen. We get to enjoy it. It's so unique and wonderful and great because God did it. By wisdom, he did it. And then it says, by understanding, he hath established the heavens. God knows. He made everything complete. Amen. Verse 20, by his knowledge, the depths are broken up. And the clouds drop down the dew. And so this also shows that Solomon understood the Genesis account with these waters from above and below being broken up and the clouds dropping down the dew. This helps us to understand that even at that time, there was an understanding that there was water above and below. Amen. And that God, his knowledge, he allowed that. And then if you want to get very deep, I think it's in Job Job mentions the depths, okay? And I'm just going to, don't hold me to the exact uh, uh, translation here or whatever. I'm just going to kind of riff on this a little bit. Uh, but Job knows mentions the depths of the sea. And at the time, there was no way he would have been able to get down there to understand it. Uh, and yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of Googling it while I'm preaching. If you can't tell, I'm going to go, oh, no, no, no. Job 38, 16. Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea, or hast thou walked in the search of the depth? So Job 38 mentions the springs of the sea. And I think that it was discovered that the sea is fed by waters beneath, by these springs or these reservoirs that are popping out of the really deep uh, seafloor. That was discovered not even that long ago. And um, again, this is kind of like knowledge that I once had that's kind of gone away in my mind, but... Some years ago, there was uh, discoveries of these deep, um, I don't know, aquifers, if you will, underground, under the ocean. So Job had that understanding, okay? And we see it through also with Solomon. And here is the point. God did that, amen? God did that. You know, that's amazing. Proverbs 8, 22 through 31 gives us a little bit more. This also can relate to Jesus as well. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning or ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. So there you have it again, the depths of the sea before them. Who was there? Jesus was there. Verse 25, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. 
While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there, when he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep. Again, how do people know? Like they are not able to physically at that time, they don't have the submarine drone, amen. They don't have the ability to get down in there and understand what was going on. God gave them that knowledge. When he gave this to, to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, how about that? Like, go to the ocean, watch how powerful it is, and wonder, like, why is it right there? Like, how come it hasn't overtaken this part or that part? Because God gave the sea his decree. When he appointed the foundations of the earth, I love this verse here, verse 30. Then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. And so you always see, you know, uh, I, I, not always, but often I'll mention in preaching that, that Jesus was God's daily delight. Always rejoicing before God. He was brought up with, with God. He, he was with God in the beginning. And the point is that that shows how powerful it was that God the Father gave Jesus the Son to die for our sins on the cross at Calvary so that whosoever believeth on him would be saved. Amen. God didn't give Jesus one he didn't know. He gave Jesus his beloved, his daily delight. He gave that Jesus, amen, the Christ, our Savior and Lord, for all that would believe. And it helps to put into context this idea of father and son and this closeness that, of course, we also see uh, there with Abraham and Isaac and the sacrifice. We see that as well later on and how, oh man, you just your heart is racing because you don't want that to happen. And God provides a ram, yet it's a picture of Jesus Christ. The provision for us, the propitiation, the payment for our sin debt, if we will simply believe on him. So what do we learn today? God's creation is 100% intelligent, 100% incredible. God's book is 100% accurate, amen, and depicting things that no man could discover on their own. And God loves us so much that he gave his beloved Jesus on the cross at Calvary so all that would believe could and would be saved. Never forget that. Tell somebody today how much Jesus loves them and how much Jesus can save them, just like Jesus saved you. And make sure you tune in next time as we get to the fowls of the air. Tune in next time. Thank you so much. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at clark at enduringpromise.org. See you again tomorrow, same time, same place.